Such a powerful, beautiful glimpse into the human ability to forgive. So thank you to our readers, uh, Casey, Colin, Brene, Sierra, and Emily, for giving us a glimpse into the circumstances and the mindset of civilians caught up in the hell of war. What does it mean to follow Jesus in the midst of fear, destruction, and the death of wartime? I was drawn to Jesus' words recorded in John chapter 14 this week as I pondered that question. John 14. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Many, many Christians will testify that in wartime circumstance, they have based their hope and their strength in Jesus and his promises. At first reading, though, we're in 2022. We might take a little bit more skeptical view. We might say, well, come on, Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. He had no idea humanity would end up going through something as as horrific as the Second World War and the the Holocaust. This is a, a nice sentiment that Jesus would give us peace, but it's not really reality. Jesus' offer of peace is quaint, but doesn't have much to do with the modern day reality of getting your house or your apartment building bombed or blown up by the constant Russian artillery barrage in modern-day Ukraine. We might be tempted to write off Jesus' words as kind of pie in the sky, as, as unrealistic. But I want you to listen this morning to the words of Corrie Ten Boom, the Dutch woman who courageously hid many Jewish people in her home in World War II. Not one of the Jews that she and her family hid were caught But she and her family were sentenced to the Ravensbrück concentration camp to endure the absolute worst suffering imaginable. This is what she said. I've experienced his presence in the deepest, darkest hell that men can create. I have tested the promises of the Bible and believe me, you can count on them. So we have it on good authority from someone who endured it that Jesus' promise of peace is both real and powerful. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Part of the reason Jesus' words continue to to resonate with generation after generation as a source of strength and even for civilians caught up in the horror of war, is that Jesus himself actually went through a type of war. He wasn't in conflict with with human beings or one nation against another. He was here to fight a battle against sin, death, 
and the devil on our behalf. Jesus willingly gave his life on a cruel Roman cross and doing the worst torture that human beings can inflict and yet forgave them with those immortal words, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus rose victorious three days later, defeating the real enemies of humankind, sin, death, and the devil. Listen to the words of a Bible scholar. He says, Jesus' friends, the disciples, will have much tribulation to endure in the days that lie ahead, but they will be believers in the midst of an unbelieving world. But because of what he is about to do for them, they will also experience, as they remain united with him, inward peace and courageous joy, born of the certainty that he has won the victory over sin and death. That's the key, knowing Jesus as the one who provides victory, knowing him as the one who guides and and directs our lives. When you and I tap into that relationship with Jesus, we get the incredible promise of his peace that fills our hearts, our minds, and our souls, even when we go through really tough things. It's been true for all Christian believers in both wartime and in peacetime. The world may give outward pleasure, physical rest and enjoyment, honor and wealth, but never that inner assurance, which is the reflection of the smile of God in the heart of his child. As Fernando prayed, we do this service each year, making those connection between the two great sacrifice, Christ for our eternal freedom and Canadian men and women for our earthly freedom. As we are reminded of today, Jesus offered to know each human being individually, give them his peace in every circumstance. He's open to anyone from any country, any nation. My encouragement to myself and for each of us here this morning is to choose it. Tap into that peace that Jesus offers. It's true for soldiers in wartime, and it's true for us in peacetime. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And here's the amazing thing, the the great part. When we get that peace right in our own hearts as individual people, it has a ripple effect out from us. There's a wonderful old Scottish Christian blessing. It says, if there is righteousness in the heart, there will be beauty in the character. If there is beauty in the character, there will be harmony in the home. If there is harmony in the home, there will be order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. Amen. So let it be.